So, we're starting off with episode two of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, and we're going to start around our virtual table, uh, introducing ourselves, our characters, and fun. We're going to start with Jesse. Uh, he's so uninterested, and we'll move on to somebody else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, let's go with uh, Adrian. Hello, everyone. My name is Adrian, and I play Klimatash Klitrin, the druid of the group. Uh, interesting fact about Klimatash is that he has never in his life seen snow because he's from the desert. And he's perplexed by this white stuff that kind of looks like fucking cold. And it, yeah. Just when the mummy finishes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Michael, tell us about your character in the fun fact. Okay, um, I'm Michael. I'm playing Talarn von Hindenburg. And a fun fact about her is that she actually has four younger siblings that she took care of. And last time she checked, three of them were dead. She hasn't had a good life. And judging by her last name, she may be a Nazi war criminal. (laughs) Hindenburg was the president of the Weimar Republic, and before that, a imperial German war humor during World War I. I was thinking she was just full of hot air. Uh, that, that's just me. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Philip, how about you? Hi, I'm Philip. I play Flu Gages, the Tabaxi Bard. Uh, fun fact is, apparently, my dice really hate this character. That's okay because uh, your DM does too. Um, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm Zach, and I'm playing Durza the. I almost forgot what it was called. It's a forged forge domain cleric. Um, and he has a nifty little homemade robotic leg that serves as like his prosthetic leg. So that's his fun fact. He's pretty sexy, not gonna lie. Yeah, he's a big, big hunk of man. Mm-hmm. I definitely have a good idea for something that's going to happen in the session then with the leg. His leg is not freezing. It's oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. It's not going to freeze. Um, and uh, Jesse, are you back with us? It doesn't come off. His leg does not come off. It's nope. <laughs> not going to come off either. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesse, is you back with us? No, I don't think so. That sounds like something that you would say. Like, sorry, baby, the leg ain't coming off. It's <laughs> always so on. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a yeti. A yeti started packing that leg. <laughs> uh, um, my name is Richard. Uh, I'm your DM. And a fun fact about me is that A Christmas Vacation is my favorite Christmas movie. Um. And we'll we'll get into Jesse whenever he gets back. Uh, we all know how he is. So, uh, so just totally uninterested. Uh, bless him. But, um, we are, you know, in, enjoying ourselves here with the, uh, Rhyme of the False Maiden. I almost said Curse of Strahd, but we all know what happened with, uh, the end of that campaign. Um... <laughs> But uh, it is definitely suggested by your DM that everybody has like a backup character or six. And um, 
Either I'm going to go ahead here and uh, give y'all a weather report for the day. The dice that you all rolled for me earlier in the con- in the WhatsApp messaging group. Uh, this uh, the weather is brought to you today by D and D News. The high it, the high is a negative forty one degrees. Um, sweltering, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and with the wind chill, it will feel like a negative fifty two degrees. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, and the low for you this evening is a minus seventy four degrees. Oh shit! Uh, do we have shelter? With we have shelter. With a wind chill of negative 85 degrees. So it needs to be noted that Durza's nipples are hard. Yeah. Very cold. Are they hard enough? Are they hard enough that Primtashka's like can like hide underneath them? His big Goliath nipples are empty. <laughs> we have uh, shelter, guys. We have shelter. Uh, <laughs> your your evening temperature will be a toasty negative eighty degrees. Uh, you have winds this evening of sixteen or today of sixteen miles per hour. Is that a, uh, oh, sorry one six? 16, yes, 1-6. Okay, that's not that bad. As in the number that comes after 15, but before 17. Oh, that was my goal. Yes, it was. Wow. Um, and there's a 10% chance of snow today. So be sure to bundle up because it may be a tad bit nifty out there today. The, um, <laughs> as far as the... nipples. We know. <laughs> we know. You can, can blame, you can blame my cousin for me not being part of the beginning of this podcast. Oh, that's all right, because we just got through making fun of you, like, big time. I heard you giving a weather uh, report. Yes, there but, is some good news, though. There's oh, no thank chance, God. There's no chance of a blizzard today. But you will die by other means. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, so uh, by just, the way... I'm Jesse. Um, I play Bodar. And a fun fact about Bodar the giant elephant is he wants to say, I told you so to everyone and just start swinging his axe. Uh, that may be a little true life, but I'm just leaving it at that. All right. When, uh, when it gets really cold, his trunk gets stiff. <laughs> um, Doesn't everybody's? No. <laughs> There's no shrinkage here. Does it go like, does it, does it go like, of course. You, you, sir, are a weirdo. Um, <laughs> you know, the scary thing is I'm 100% sober. I can't even blame alcohol. Really? Oh, that's hot. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm glad I missed that, whatever it was. You should be. Um, <clears throat> so. You can just feel me in later. <laughs> I will. I no, that no. I'm not that kind of guy. You hadn't even bought me supper yet. Um, <laughs> so to recap last week's episode, uh, you all managed to meet up in a bar, which is like not a traditional D and D group or party meeting. 
Uh, figured I'd throw something a little different out there, and that is me being sarcastic. Uh, but it worked for this session because it was in a town called Targos, which is part of Ten Towns. A dog um, managed to come into the uh, tavern or inn where y'all were at, three flags sailing, and y'all discovered that it belonged to Garrett, who was a scout or a guide, excuse me, and had was carrying a party to Atlanta is where we decided to say that he was going from Marietta and evidently something had happened to him because the dog had chewed through the uh, not least but the harness and the reins that he was in and got back to Targos y'all decided to uh, take on the adventure because if you hadn't the Robin of the Frost Maiden would not be going on anymore because y'all would have like broke D&D. I always wonder what would happen if in the campaign the group says, nah, we don't want to do that. You know, we're just going to stay here and drink. Um, I would love that to happen. <laughs> Screw you, Jesse. Um, we, uh, y'all, y'all did the quest. Y'all, um, got caught in a blizzard, uh, about halfway across the tundra. You all, you know, suffered different levels of exhaustion to if you died at one point in time uh y'all managed to find trolls that brought two of you back lowered some exhaustion uh <clears throat> the two that had died and were basically resurrected uh have definitely had some changes go on with them changes. you all got to a campsite uh, where two tents were nearly covered with snow. A dog sled was overturned. There were five dogs there. A, bo- a crate had been busted open that had rations in it that was gone. And in a second crate, you found enough rations for a piece for you all and a primitive tea. Uh, this is where we left off last session. So, to recap the scene, you are, like, in not exactly a valley, but, like, an overhang type thing. It's a, it's a sheltered little campsite. There, there are two tents. The two tents are nearly covered in snow. I'd say probably two-thirds of the way. But you can dig into them and get in. And I think, if I remember correct, y'all had done this at one time <clears throat> for, like, for flavor, I believe. Um, you have turned the sled back over onto its, uh, what do you call them things? Like the blades that will touch the snow. Are they called runners? I don't know. Where I live, we do not get snow. Um, we get flies, mosquitoes, and gnats. (laughs) You need Um, to see snow at least once in your life. I, oh, I have seen snow. And I've experienced snow. I don't want you to call me out and be like, I'm not going to see it. Oh, I have been in snow before. I've seen it, oh, been okay. in it, played in it. Got hit in the nutsack by a snowball before, so yeah. yeah no. Um, Not at all. Uh, but you all um, are in this like little campsite. It's not really exactly a thrown-together campsite, but neither is it one that would be permanent. Uh, it's one that's basically set up to allow you to rest overnight, but you would not want to stay here more than one night. Basically like a uh, rest stop on the interstate. You're going to stop here, 
get what get done what you need to get done and then move on um from this vantage point you can you're at the bottom of a mountain and you can see that there is a trail up the side of the mountain though the snowfall and the wind has wiped away any of the trail that may have been left by Garrett and anyone else split the party yeah, let's split the party. Um, split <laughs> the party. Uh, you all, um, you, you, uh, Crimtash, you have a hold of yes. a boy's leash, um, his reins that you have turned into a leash, and you can sense that he is trying to go off towards a crack that is between two rocks. Uh, it's like, um, it's like one solid piece that has cracked, but it's big enough for uh, even Bodar to get through. Yes, the dog's getting restless. Uh, Bodar would like to uh, no, Bodar, I'm not Bodar, I'm Krimtash. Uh, that's my name, yes, yes. Uh, Krimtash would like to let the dog go towards the crack and uh, follow him while holding the leash, yes. Huh? <clears throat> And uh, I, I toss him that, because we still have that rope out that we use to get here and not kind of get lost. I just, I see that he's going towards the crack and I give him an end of my rope and just kind of uh, yes, motion to him. And I hang on to the other end. I uh, good idea. Damn good idea. Good idea. Yeah, Krimtash is going to wrap the rope around his waist. Yes. Stupid question, and I should know the answer to this. Does everyone standard come with a rope? Uh, yeah. most, most equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It depends. Like, if yeah, if you if you pick like the cleric, like anything, like it's kind of because you can pick like adventure pack or like cleric pack or some shit like that. I think like those might not necessarily have, but the adventure packs, lower pack, and yeah. some <clears throat> other generic pack has it. Yeah. I, I don't see Modar having the cleric pack, but he is intelligent. Yeah. Or probably <laughs> is, is not like um a real high. So he may have like, oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like those packs that much. Like, the, like if you play cleric, it's better to go for adventure. Or he has an eleven. Yeah, he gets a plus zero. So um, right? No, he's, he's not. He's, he's not the. He's not I have the to body. dumb myself down when I play. <laughs> uh, I I couldn't tell. My bad. Um. Um, damn! I'm, fucking, I'm sorry, that bullet is flying today. Shots I'm in a good fired. mood. I'm in a good mood. Um, yeah, when you can tell Richard's in a good mood is when he picks a lot of us and he's like, <laughs> I was gonna say frosty, but that's not the right word. Go on, frosty. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. oh, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Oh, um, uh, it seemed like you came in kind of hot, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> You I don't came know how up to in here and started ripping. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that trunk is definitely pointing up. Uh, <laughs> uh, as you walk through Crimtash, as you walk through these, this like basically split in the rocks, you can tell that it is a steep incline, but it actually <clears throat> seems to be going up the side of the mountain. Oh. Um, but. Uh, roll me a perception check as you notice that boy is digging in the snow. Yes, one second. And perception checks are great to get someone to do while you need to clear your throat and take a swallow or drink. 
Everybody's yes. rolling, or just Adrian? Just Adrian. Okay. So Grimtar's got a 15 for that perception. Um, you notice as a uh, boy is digging down that you see a hand emerge from the snow. Oh, that is a hand. He turns around. <laughs> that turns around. around. Well, uh, he turns <laughs> No, Krimtar turns around, and then he, he signals the rest of the party. Hey! Hey! I got somebody! I got somebody here! And then, Is he uh, dead? And he proceeds to, uh, he proceeds to, uh, uh dig more. To is try it, to... is it, um, just a solitary hand, or can't we tell, can't Creamtash tell that? Um, all he no. sees in the snow is a hand. Okay. But, um, as he looks back after yelling at you all, um, he see, you see the hand move. Uh, Cream Dash would like to would like to continue to uh, to uh, to start digging, and uh-huh. I'm going to keep holding on to the rope and tell the other two to do the same. Uh-huh. Um. So, are, are you all going to where Cream Dash is, or are y'all going to stay on the other side of the rock split? Alan's taking the lead, or if anybody hasn't gone first yet, kind of well, keep um, hand on the rope. Crimtash is through the split in the rocks. Yeah, she'll head over and check out. Okay. Um, after a few minutes of digging, you unsnow the body of Garrett. You recognize him by the description that was given to you from his wife. Um, uh, trying to, uh, Nadine, Nadina, excuse me. Um, you recognize the description as him laying there and <clears throat> he is barely breathing but is breathing enough that the snow around his face was melted which was allowing him to get a small amount of air um what uh, would like to perform a medicine check to see what is wrong with this human uh, okay roll it can I cast Spare the Dying on him if he's not, or if he's at no health? I don't know how that works for NPCs, but... Um, you could, but he's not exactly near death. He, okay. But you won't know that until um, Crimtash rolls his medicine check. Okay. That would be a 15. Uh, uh, you notice that he is in... Excuse me, extremely rough shape. Uh, he is concussed. He is suffering from hypothermia. And because I have no other way to convey this, you see like a health bar floating above his head that says six. I've never seen a bar like that. You there's a in the sky. So <laughs> for some reason, you see six six snowflakes floating above his head. Amazing, Grimtash. Um, Grimtash <laughs> laid his hands on this man, and uh, he says something in the on the, on the uh, using the uh, the language of the desert, and uh, he cast. Uh, what do I have here? One second. So you can see him playing the character. So mana. Yeah. Uh, he, he cast healing word on the on this human. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> look out for any danger too. 
and he gets he, is, a, uh, uh, he gets a seven to that healing word. Uh-huh. Um, he his eyes open and he looks at you, and you now as he begins like to wiggle and turn over, like trying to sit up. Um, is anyone going to help him sit up? Uh, I assume Krintash will. Yes. Okay. Yes, um, as as he sits up, you notice that the front of his clothing is ripped and is soaked in blood. And from the medicine check, you know that it is his blood, and you sense the wounds in his shoulder, in his abdomen, and upon his left leg. And I'll get one of the tents ready for him while they're tending to him. Um, okay. I turn to uh, Talon, and then I tell her, uh, I think we need to move him to a safer location. Uh, this man is barely alive. He's one tough bastard for sure. He he nods vigorously, and uh, boy licks him, you know, affectionately, and he looks at you all and goes in, in a quite shaky voice, Deal with a Yeti. What is a Yeti? Big, big fucking creature. Like, is it a dog? Like a dog. A giant. Would Bodar know about a Yeti? Um, someone in your party does, but they're working on the tent right now. Roll me a history check to see if you know what a Yeti is. And Talone's moving to help him up, kind of popping up up on her shoulder and using her glaive as a sort of a staff to help support his weight, too. Uh, Cream Tash, he, uh, he has two staffs, so he pulls one of the staffs on his back and then uh, he gives uh, the staff to, um, what's his name? I forgot. Garrett. Garrett, so that he can use it as a walking stick. That'd be and a 17. You do know what a Yeti is. Uh, would we say a Yeti is bigger than Bodar? Yes. A Yeti is a big beast, even bigger than me. Hmm. Then I propose it's that really we big be... shits. I propose that we're in trouble then. Well, those are monsters to kill too. Those wounds are deep. And <clears throat> he starts coughing and he he ran back up the mountain. He 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 attacked the party and and I, I barely got away. Was there uh, only one of him? That's that's all I saw. Mm. Um, are y'all heading back to the camp, or y'all going to stop right here before and and talk? Are you going to get him back like to a fire to warm him up, or? I would say so. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, everybody, roll me a d six. Me too. Everybody, he's this big beasty thing comes out of Texas. I got a three. Speaking the truth. Got a three. Holy shit! Okay. It's a D six, right? We're fucked. Yeah. Okay. Well, how are you acting? We're fucked. <laughs> I got a one and a five. Okay, a three, a three, a one, a five. Talarn. Talarn's gotten a two. Gotten a two. As um, <clears throat> excuse me. As you all walk back through the the. Is it a cliff? No, it ain't a cliff. 
Anyway, as you walk back through like the quote-unquote doorway of the rocks here, um, you all hear a loud like. What's that? Is that? Is that the shit? And then you hear another. Sounds like a crikey sons of bitch. It does. We better get the hell out of here. That sounds like a desert cat, but I assume that there is no desert cats in this. Oh, then, position. then you hear a loud. Now mm, sounds and, like a desert snake. <laughs> and two crag cats leap into the middle of the campsite. Oh, I was right. It sounded like cats. See, but the winter is not that different from the desert. Some shite pussy. So I, I would like to. Um, I would. <laughs> I would like to perform an animal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like that idea, so I'm going to let you go before we roll for initiative. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I like this idea. <laughs> what happened? He's gonna okay, go play with the pussy. <laughs> good news, guys. Good news. I think I think Krintash can handle the pussy. It's a uh, twenty-two in total. Everybody roll for initiative. God damn it! You initiative. I got a ten. Fifteen. Uh, I used uh, to be really good with the pussy, but um, I think uh, the time outside of the desert has made me weak. I got nineteen. I mean, this Zach, you got a what? Fifteen? Fifteen. Okay. Uh, I got a twenty. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm trying. Let's uh, see. You got a twenty, Adrian? Yeah. But uh, uh, dirty twenty. Uh, uh, Philip, what did you get? Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, okay, I'll let you go. Uh, sixteen for Talone. Uh, I did not count. Uh, so, um, Adrian, you did your animal handling, and the cat looks at you with it still blue and gray eyes and hisses at you. Uh, you did get a higher initiative, so you go first, sir. Ah, well, I am sorry for what I'm about to do. But uh, I really try to preserve life before I destroy it. And this is the way of the desert. Yes, yes, you're a nice pussy, but uh, regardless of that, I'm gonna have to warm you up. Why, the pussy's got teeth. She's <laughs> <laughs> angry, cracking, mate. <laughs> some, some dentara in there. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what's the. Meow? <laughs> what? <laughs> How far away am I from the... Like, okay, give me the lay of the last. So 20 feet. 20 okay. feet. Am I, like, on... So, I'm, we're still on the other side of the crack? Or, like, we're on... Like, where are we right now? Um, y'all have come through the crack in the rock. You're, like, back in the, like, little campsite. Um, okay, okay, okay. Gerza gotcha. was working on one of the tents, cleaning it out for, um, Garrett. Um, at that, the cats had hissed and jumped in, um... Uh, they are probably five feet away from Durza as five they leap feet? and land from Durza, yes. Um, 20 feet oh, away shit. from 
from you and uh, twenty five feet away from. So that so like Doris is like really really close to the cats. Yes. Do you have any fire resistance, Dorsa? What? Do you have any fire resistance? <laughs> Negative. Fuck. Okay. Um. I'm, so I'll tell you right, what. I was trying to find my stuff in my character sheet, so it wasn't in the jaws. I tell you how, what. How, um, is, uh, how is your dexterity, Dorsa? Uh, my dexterity, I think, is a twelve. Let me find it real quick. I tell you. I tell you what, Adrian. Um, I had already thought what you were going to do because you said about the warm you up so I'll give you an extra five feet okay okay so I want to no no I do um so I'm yeah, gonna cast I'm, I'm gonna cast bonfire now huh. bonfire is gonna create a I can cast it 60 feet away so I can I definitely have the range to do that mm-hmm. and it covers a a radius of five or, uh, five feet. So I basically want to cast it. Um, how far apart are these cats? Are they like close together? Uh, no, one is on one side, one is on the other. Uh, they were like, um, what is that move called? Picture move. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, okay. I wanna, I wanna focus the, the cat that I was trying to talk to, um, and then I wanna put a bonfire, basically. Right on on that, like basically under, like it would it would ignite underneath him. Um, okay, we'll go with that being cat number one since you tried to talk to it. Okay, so in order for that to work, you just read this here real quick. Okay, so um, so you gotta do a dexterity saving throw. Okay, it has to, and it has to be a fourteen. Like you have to beat a fourteen. And I get a 15. Ah, shit. Well, I guess then I cast the bonfire and throw it there, but I, I doesn't do anything to the cat. No damage at all? I, yeah. It's, uh... It's usually it's like half damage when you have to do a check. I've yeah, never even looked at bonfire. Any like, any any creature in the bonfire space when you cast must succeed a dexterity saving throw or take one d eight fire damage. But that's about it. So huh. the other so the other thing is that if anybody moves into the bonfire space, then you have to do the saving throw again. But that's okay. <laughs> okay. So y'all can try to move the cats into or what's the word? Herd the cats into the bonfire. Because it stays lit, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, um, uh, so, another another important thing, it is a concentration spell. Okay. So, or concentration counter, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you want to do, Adrian? Like move or... Yes, I would like to... Is there anywhere that I could take cover? Even if it's half cover? Um... um you uh, you can get behind like a snowdrift. Okay, so uh, Cream Dash would like to kind of take cover behind a snowdrift. Um, how far away am I now from the cat? Like twenty feet. Um, yeah, another twenty. It's the same twenty feet because you make some moving to the side. Okay, uh, so yeah, I like to take a, a cover from the cat. Uh, Philip, what boy, do you do, sir? Boy, you seem to be a couple cranky little Sheila's here. <laughs> well, I suggest you go to sleep and cast it sleep on them. Huh? 
Tell me what it does. Uh, it's within... <laughs> oh, the sleep spell? It puts him to sleep, yeah. It, you have to... Roll 5d6s. Mm-hmm. And I rolled five. I got like total of fifteen, and it takes off uh, the hit points of each one until all fifteen of what I rolled. And start. And correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, uh, or whoever has used the sleep spell a lot, because I have not. Uh, if the uh, fifteen is not enough, and it's then you don't use the spell at all, right? Like, yeah. Say, the cat's HP is 16 and Philip rolled 15, then the spell is like wasted, correct? Yeah, because it, it goes or it detracts the points from the creature with the lowest hit points first and then it moves on to the next one. Right. Okay, that, that's what I wanted to make sure. That's what I thought I remember. Uh, the cat just looks at you, um, flew, and goes, and leaps at you, swiping its claw. Leave me alone, you huge bitch! <laughs> uh, uh, it's fun to stay in character with this group. See, if I wouldn't have rolled that damn one, I would have got it. I guess I would have got one of them at least. <laughs> nope. Uh, oh, uh, getting a 11 to hit you with its claw attack. Nope. Nope. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, this is... Okay. got to be quicker than that, Shayla. Come on. It is... <laughs> Talarn, it is your turn. Hello, but It is your turn, Talarn. Or Talarn. Alright. Uh, what's the lay of the land? Um, snow. Um, rock. Nah, I've never seen you. You're my favorite turn. Um, you are approximately 30 feet away. Uh, this. Um, cat number two. Cat number one is approximately ten feet away from you now. Um, right there at, um, flu. Uh, you have, and I'm just still getting used to names, you have Durza who is now out of the tent, like looking at the cats as they are, y'all are locked into battle. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, Krimtash is like hidden behind a snowdrift and then you have your um barbarian bodar who's just standing back there probably picking his nose i'm not really sure what he's doing right now but he is behind you and you have uh this cat that's cat number one which is 10 feet away and cat number two which is about 30 feet away from you Talarn is ready in her glaive for an attack at the closest cat, which is 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. 16 to hit. That will hit. Alright. And Talarn got a 10 for the attack roll. Alright. Plus your strength modifier, correct? Yes. Alright, 13 then. 13? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh. Uh. Seems a pretty lesser, day, lesser lady knows how to handle the weapon. 
the cat hisses and 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 all in pain and as a little bit of blood applies to cover the snow in in, in a red mist. Uh, Durza, you are approximately um, 30 feet away from cat number one, which has leaped towards uh, Flu and uh, Talarn, and you are about 20 feet away from cat number two, who has now turned its attention towards you. Well, you don't get me confused with these cots either. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I just, like a savage, just immediately turn and sprint to meet the cat that's turned toward me. And like mid-run, I swing my warhammer, and I, I got a, like as I close the distance, uh, I got a 17. Does that hit? That hits. All right, so in my haste, I, I don't know if I trip or what, but... He whiffs and just barely catches like the like the shoulder of this thing and does one point of damage. <laughs> uh, you should get to add your strength modifier to that. It should be the one. Dam- oh, you add that to the damage too. Yes. Oh, okay. So four. So four. Okay. Um, Bodar, it is your turn. Bodar. All right. Um, would you say they're how far away are they from me? Um, cat number one is approximately fifteen feet feet away from you, and cat number two is uh from you is about thirty five foot away. All right. I want to use my movement to move close to the cat number one to get into melee range. Okay. And I'm going to swing my axe for the very first time in this campaign. All right. Getting a 16 to hit. That hits. How much damage? That would be six damage. Cat number one hisses in pain, and um, more blood begins to fly from the wound as it uh, spins towards uh someone towards you who just hit it with the uh the axe shot and we now is there anything else that you want to do with bodar uh no but bodar will attempt to hiss back at the cat and it'll come out like because he just can't do it i hope he doesn't sound like that when he when he's in bed (laughs) (laughs) um and now we're back to crimtash it's funnier in my head (laughs) <laughs> we hope so. So which cat is in the Kintash? Kintash is a uh, sight. No, um, one or number two. Cat number one is closer to you, but um, both cats are within 40 feet of you. 40 feet? Huh? Yes. Um, cat number two is 40, foot, 40 feet away from where you are. Cat number yeah. one is... Um, 15 feet away. And, um, okay, quick, okay, perfect, perfect. And who, uh, I guess, um, is, um, Bodar is fighting one of the cats, yes? Yes, cat number one. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, Krimtash would like to, uh, walk towards that cat that is, uh, Bodar is fighting, uh, 10 feet, and, uh, now will be at 30 feet away from the cat. And then I would like to cast Produce Flame. 
Uh, so I create a flame in my hand, and then I toss it at the cat, uh, getting 18 to hit. That hits. And then it does four points of damage. And uh, uh, Krimtash would like to use the remainder 20 feet of his movement to uh, go behind Bodar and uh, basically stand behind him back to back, watching each other's success. Yes, yes, that's perfect, yes. Uh-huh. Ah, flew! It is now your I, turn. I could not do Bodar's actions in that voice, voice all the time, so Adrian, <laughs> I give you applause. It's uh, it is. Start getting more in character with Talarn and say your stuff. <laughs> it is. It is easier this way because is that if you get out of character and then it becomes harder to get into it. Yes. I yeah. want to roll a perception. That's just too hard. Come on, you got it, man. You got it. Flu. <laughs> uh, okay. I reach out and slap the cat in front of me with a net twenty with my claws. Alright, um... That's a D4. 2D4. Yep. So, it's 2D4? Yeah. Well, it's take... Yeah, so you take 1D4 and roll for them. Right, so you got an automatic 4. Yeah. And... So, two, total of 6. We got 2 on the dice, so... Alright, um... That's how you hit! <laughs> this, uh... This cat... Uh, reaches back out with its claws, um, swiping at you, getting a 22 to hit. Yeah, just barely. Just barely? Uh, uh, let me... Nah, that's wrong. There we go. That's... Causing 11 damage. I fall over dead. Oh, <laughs> No holds bars. Oh. <laughs> Are you, uh, oh my good joking there, my friend? <laughs> no! Only got two hit points. Plus I was already down to five. That is, that is, that is some pussy, a pussy vibe. That's quiet. I'm not going to get out of life. Talarn, it is now your turn. Okay, so. What's the scenery now that this pussy just dropped dead? <laughs> even nastier pussy. Um, uh, Flu is laying there on his back, like his mouth open and everything, and the cat has just swiped its claws across Flu's throat and causing blood to spurt out, and it looks at you as uh, it knows it's your turn. Um, so uh, it looks at you and growls and then hisses like in challenge. How many feet away is it? Um, 15. Well, I've got that second level exhaustion. Alright, so Talarn's going to move her full movement, which is 15 feet with a second level of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And with a dirty 21, she rolled a 9 total for damage, and she's twirling about her glaive. Uh, pretty, I guess. She's tell a us, woman, but... Tell us, how you killed, tell us how you killed this cat. Alright, so, Talarn, with a uh, very showy twirl, kind of spins the glaive over, glaive over her head, 
and wordlessly jams the blade at the end of the shaft deep into this cat's skull. Just splitting it. Ah, um, anything else you wish to do? Um, am I close enough to flu gauge to do anything? Uh, yeah, um, could you just attack this cat? We, you could say that, um, you're, you're able to touch flu gauges. Uh, can I do anything with the bonus action? I mean, not bonus action, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's it. I don't think I don't think anybody has any bonus actions at level one. But I'm no, not bonus actions. I'm thinking of a. I just forgot it. You have the regular action, then your movement, and then your reaction. Yeah, yeah you can do a reaction. Uh, in reaction, uh, Talarn is going to kick Flugage's boot and just make sure he isn't bleeding too bad. She can't really do anything. Okay. Um, there's a. You have a cat that is approximately 10 feet away from you. I annihilate again with a more, with a real hammer attack this time, because I'm actually, I've got my feet set. I rolled a 17 and that hit last time, so I'm assuming that still hits, right? Yep. It does. (laughs) Alright, so I did 11 damage on that one. I just like uppercut underneath this thing's jaw, like low to high with this hammer. Awesome. Anything else you do with your movement or anything else you want to say or do? Did I die? No. Damn it. No. no. I just, I wait patiently for my next turn. <laughs> Alright, um, we move to Bodar now. Uh, this cat, which I'm calling cat number two, um, or top cat for short because I just like that cartoon is approximately um, 15 feet away from you. Bodar. swing my axe at it. Okay, you're going to move within melee range? Yeah, I'm uh, going to charge, okay. charge forward to it. Okay. Uh, that is a 13 to hit. That will hit. And 8 damage. 8 damage? Alright. Um, anything else you wish to do? No, that's it. I, um, the cat hisses at Bodar and leaps onto him, or tries to leap onto him with a claw strike, getting a, uh, getting a 23 to hit. That hits. Uh, uh, causing four damage. Oh, shit. Uh, um, with that, we move back to, um, I'm still getting used to the name, Crimtash. Yes, yes. So, is the, um, is the, uh, is our pussycat okay? Is he alive now? Not alive, but a stable. Um, right now, Flu Gages is dead. Uh, has not gotten to, he, he is at zero hit points. Uh, you see, a, you see zero snowflakes over his prone body, but he hasn't rolled uh, the problem. Not yet. Oh, okay. right. Well, in that case, Grimtash um, looks at the situation, and uh, he looks at the cat, and he's but he's this, he's uh, a bit divided between whether he should destroy life or he should give lives. 
So he takes a moment and then he concentrates, he closes his eyes, and in a druidic language of the desert, he says, Baraka, his pool, looking at, um, looking at his fellow pussycat, and then he casts healing word on the pussycat. Uh-huh. Getting a, one moment, the spirits are talking to me. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a six to, uh, to healing word. Six snowflakes fall and land upon Flugages' face, and Flugages, you are back to consciousness with six hit points. As a reaction to Lauren's taking a defensive position, I run Flugage just to make sure no more pussy destroys this pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, pussy and pussy violence. Flugage is in the board. He may die something else. Um, so you are back to consciousness. Um, you're still lying prone. What would you like to do? I'll take my four X around and get back to my feet. Yes. Okay. Um, so to learn, it is now your turn as you see the six snowflakes fall onto Clue Gates' face and he stands up to his, uh, on his own two feet. Uh, Flu Gage, do you have any weapons on you? Or any obvious weapons? Crossbow and a quarterstaff. Okay, um... <laughs> I was just... Because if you, if you didn't have any weapons, Lauren was going to drop one of her scimitars. Because <laughs> this pussy needs to be armed so you don't get down so often. Tracy's not a fighter. A well, a well-protected pussy is a pussy that does not get grabbed. <laughs> we know what our man would do. He'd be like trying to jump in the cat's mouth. <laughs> so, Talon, what are you going to do? Uh, what do you want me to use if you want me to, or? Because Talon's looking to just drop her glaive and pull out her own crossbow. Um, I use it as an interaction. I mean, it's like a basically like a free movement. Okay. Uh, shit. Damn it. That shouldn't work. Anyways, yeah. so Talarn, uh, I just rolled and the dice do not favor me. Talarn uh, drops her glaive and kind of taking a knee, she pulls out the crossbow slung across her back mm-hmm. and loading it and taking a shot it goes wide and punches a suspicious looking snowdrift which was probably going to attack us but not the what, what did you get with your roll a six okay <laughs> sure that didn't <laughs> and now it is uh durza's turn does an eight hit <laughs> Maybe yourself. Okay, so, yeah, he just got carried away after he connected with that last one and just whiffs time around with his warhammer. Uh, um... Man, we are some epic warriors, ain't we? Lauren's <laughs> <laughs> looking at Durza with, like, this moment of spiritual understanding since both attacks missed. Bodar, it is now your turn. All right, um, how does it work to switch weapons? It's just an interaction. I mean, I'm not really going to count that. I want to... Bodar is going to reach. He's going to 
grab his mace in his other hand. He's going to look at the cat. He's going to go, time to smash kitty. And he's going to swing his mace. Uh -huh. Oh, getting a 24. And that 20 or? I added that wrong. Yeah, and that 20 plus a 22. Uh, um, so, tell me what your total damage is. Alright. Uh, it's six. Six total damage? Yeah, it's 1d6 plus, well, I guess 1d6 plus two, so it's eight total damage. Uh, now, if you got a natural 20, you get to roll a d6 again. Right, okay. Oh, two. So your total damage is... Six plus two? Yep, it's eight. Okay, um... Or wait, the total damage is 1d6 plus two, so would that be ten then, or do you just do the 1d6? Only 1d6 plus two, which is a max of eight, eight there, so you need to roll okay. another d6. Yeah, that that came up for two. In total. So ten total, so ten yeah. Total. Yep. Okay. Um, this cat, uh, uh, tell us how you kill this cat. I smack it right on the forehead, and it goes down with its head exploding. Oh, um, cat looks up at you in total love and compassion, and you... Oh, God, that's horrible, stop! <laughs> the cat looks at you with utter hatred with the black iris in the, um... And the black corona. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, the pupil. The pupil is black and the iris is, is like a sky blue, like an ice blue. And it looks at you and then you see the light go out of its eyes. Mostly because the brains you just beat out of its head cover its eyes and it hits the ground. Bloody hell. I think you get hit it that hard, mate. Grimtash would like to uh, put his hands together and say a prayer for the spirits of the land. In Druidic he says, And then he, uh, he just, uh, he just very sad for the life that was taken. But this is the circle of life, of course. Um, so y'all are now out of initiative. Um, you've had your first real battle um and uh let's see um Garrett's really shaken and you know it looks at <clears throat> looks at you all sorry I uh wasn't much help but as you, as you can tell I'm I'm not in the best shape in the world you need to get warm he looks uh, uh Tash looks at the uh... Talar and says, perhaps we can skin those cats and use the pelts. <laughs> I, uh, oh, who killed the dog? Too. And <laughs> I'll walk over to Garrett and start taking him over to the tent. And I bring a fellow, what's your character name too? Flugages. <laughs> Flug, come, come with me too. I will, I will see to these, these rooms. Frintash, why, why don't you... Start seeing to the animals. Ah, yes, yes. Sounds a great idea. 
Um, and I'll cast Cure Wounds on Philip and Garrett. Um, do I roll the DA for that? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you're going to skin the cats, correct? Yes, for the pens, yes. Uh, um, are you going after the meat as well? Yes. We should uh, take, we should take the gifts that the spirits have given us, yes. Uh, um, roll me a, uh, nature or a survival. Whichever is higher for you. Philip, I, I cured you for nine and I healed Garrett for seven. Capsule puts me back up the ten. Uh, I got a 15 survival check. Alright, so you're, um, it's not the best work ever, but you managed to get a lot of the coat. Um, where you messed up on was like trying to get it around the legs and feet. So you basically got from, you know, like where your elbow joint would be. Um, from there on up, you got the rest of the coat. Uh, the leg fur is where you messed up at. And you got a, a lot of the meat, um, that was easy to get. Uh, you was unable to get like the rib cage meat and the harder to get meat, you were unable to get that. Um, but you got everything else. Um, Clint, we'll say, Clint, Clint does we like to thank the spirit of the cat and throw it in. Uh, um, we'll say that, uh, you have enough meat there for, we'll say for 10 days, five days for a cat. Because I'm not sure, like, exactly. It doesn't say how big they were. Um, so you, you get that, and Garrett is talking with both Flu and with Durza, saying that I, I want to help. I want to go find the the others that were in my, that I was supposed to lead. But I just don't know that I'm in, in good enough shape. What but, was it that led to all of this happening? Uh, it, was, it was one of them yetis. It, it came down and, and just attacked us and I, I don't know, I, I got hit on the head and, and, and I'm not even sure where the yeti came from. Well, you, if this creature is as big as what it says it is, you say it is, we have no chance in hell, mate. You see what those two little cats did to us out there. And I, I peek my head out of the tent and tell Tash and Bodar to move the, the bodies out of the camp. Ah, yes. I, I, maybe you could use this pill to cover our friend. He seems rather cool, and I would move the bodies, of course, yes. Okay, yep. yes. Bodar will walk Thank over you. and grab the other body oh. and help move it out of the camp. Can I fish some of the wolf teeth? Or not wolf teeth, sorry. Uh, pussy teeth out? Um, sure. Pussy teeth, that's dangerous. Cool. Yes. In the desert, we call it the vagina dentata. <laughs> I was trying to think of that, I couldn't think of it. I just want to be a dentist. Kind of we call that Aunt Sally. She was. She was at the most expensive. Uh,. Garrett looks at you all that are around him and, and says, but, but I've got to go after them. I vowed to to get them safely to their destination, and, and I'm a man of my word. Do you think you're in any condition to go out there? No, but neither am I in any condition to let them be in whatever condition they're in. Were there any tracks? 
left behind when you awoke after you were hit in the head? The the only thing, the only time I remember waking up is whenever y'all were he and he points to Crimtash was digging me out of the snow and and boy was there. I I remember and and he looks off and into the distance for a minute. And I remember I remember the Yeti chasing me and me being bloody and hurting and I, I don't know if he caught up to me, if she caught up to me. I didn't really get a good uh look at its junk. And next thing I know, I'm hitting the head, and and I'm down. I did my best to to lure the the yeti away from from the rest of the party. But but mate, your party's already back in town. That's what got us to come out here to find you. There's there's no way my party is back in it's town. It's the dog. <laughs> yes, yes, it was it was the dog. I'm not in the tent. I'm just. Uh, you know, contributing. <laughs> but I'm not in the I'm just trying to remind you, though. <laughs> I know. I'm bluffing him. Get us out of here. Uh, Roll me a deception check. <laughs> and keep in mind, you are a good character, right? Or are you neutral? I'm neutral. Okay. Chaotic neutral. All right. I mean, I don't have any spell slots left, otherwise I can bless you and what are you looking at? Yeah. He got caught. He got a one. He, he looks at you for some reason, even though I had uh, a headache beyond compare, I, I seem like I can see through your, uh, through your story there. And I honestly think that you're lying to me, which means that I need to go off by myself and try to find them since I can't trust you to do it. And he begins getting up to his feet. Cast charm person on him. Say it, Gary. Okay. <laughs> You're in no condition to go. It's like I'm talking to a dog. Um, <laughs> I, I realized as I was saying it. Dreamtish uh, looks at the looks at Gareth and looks at the party. Perhaps we could find a middle ground. We don't have to attack the jetty, but perhaps we could scout and see what the situation is. If your party happens to be alive, you know. This, well, this, hey, this, man, this, I'll this, die this. twice in this one adventure. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> And you're a bonafide pussy for sure. You, you, you are a strong pussy, hard to please. I mean, to kill, but uh, not strong. He's bleeding. That pussy's bleeding. So, and Krimtash, Krimtash looks outside of the tent and said, "I am not familiar with this land, but I can tell that it's getting cold and colder as the night drifts in. So we cannot stay here, anyways." Garrett, we're, you were headed for Atlanta, correct? Yes, yes. How far about is it from here? About, about another, and he's thinking, oh, let me check with this. Ah, uh, let me, uh, roughly uh, about another four to six hours, depending Depending on the weather. Well, we would be better off 
going forward rather than back to town. He he looks around and licks his finger and holds it up in the air with with this wind blowing in from the north. It I could see one person making it back to town, but at the same time, I don't sense that there's a blizzard coming in, according to a, a weather report that I looked at yesterday. Uh, on the internet? <laughs> That's right, I, I saw that on DND on News. <laughs> yes, was it Tartarus is on fire in the morning? All right, so... Um, I just just wait wait here for a minute, Garrett, and I, I hand him some water that we was from some snow that we had melted when we made the tea earlier, and I go outside to kind of tell everybody else what's up, and basically that we're closer we're closer to Atlanta than oh, wherever we just came from. I agree with the pussy. We are in no condition to fight, Jetty. It's as dangerous as terrible as they say. Well, and, and Garrett, Garrett did the the good old tried and true lick your finger to tell what the weather's gonna be like trick. So I'd really trust his forecast. Yes, that thing yes. works every time for me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, and uh, Krimtash looks at the, up the up the hill. Where, what Agarash said that the uh, party was supposedly taken and he says perhaps we could scout before we leave and then head to town and then get stray supplies perhaps a party going to rescue or to, to find out where this jetty leaves and come back and Dorza looks up how much what, what uh how much how much daylight do we have left Richard um, you got approximately eight more hours of daylight. Okay. So well, who's, who, who's to say we're not just wasting our time? We could be already dead anyway. But I, I kind of look up at the sun and look back to them and I'm just like, we've, we've got eight hours or so of, of sunlight here and it's going to take us four to six hours to get to town. I don't, I, I think we need to press forward and we can always come back when we're better equipped for the weather out here. But we've got clear weather for right now and we need to, to make the most of it. We can come back when we have our hit points back. <laughs> and my snow flies. Cream agree. We need more snowflakes in our, what did you call it? Hell, hell points. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, who is going to break the news to the brave warrior as Grintash looks inside the tent, suggesting that it's Karrosh, the great warrior? We just put him to sleep. Cast the sleep spell on Oh, well then. And then just leave. <laughs> Never mind then. Can you, can you put him to sleep, Flu? Yes. <laughs> He's useless. <laughs> and then we'll load him up on the uh, on the sled. It occurs to me we could use him as bait for this yeti. Find a defensible spot and use him as bait. I uh, do. We all have, we need to use this good weather to get out of here. Mm. Or I need to rest because otherwise then we don't have any heals. I've I just burned my two spell slots. 
so. Yes, same. The spirits are not with me at the moment. I think we should press forward. I think we should press forward, too. I don't feel like we have time for bait and switch. All right. Forward it is. Um, yeah, would there, like, out of character, would there be any benefit to us breaking down these tents and assuming using them as our gear now? Like, in bringing them with us with the sled? It would be a windbreak for y'all. Um... Because as of right now, all y'all have is like a bed roll. Y'all do not have tents. Okay, so I'm going to break down the tents um, and stuff and load them onto the sled. And they will be ours now. Yep. Um, I can't give y'all this. You can send... He's, uh, Garrett is in good enough shape, especially with Boy, to make it back to town to get other people to come back with him. If y'all want to send him back. I mean, it's just an option. You don't have to do it. Or you could use him for bait for the Yeti and... Still, dude, we need we need a rest. We don't have any healers now. Yeah, um, out of character, I feel like we should move on. I'm all for coming back for the, for the Yeti, but when we're actually prepared for it. Um, you could actually take a rest here in these tents. Yeah, that's if it doesn't come while we're resting. <laughs> I mean, I know the answer to it. Yeah. Um, you know, do you guys want to risk it? The blood <laughs> might draw the Yeti. Every answer Philip gives gives is to kill all of us. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys do you guys want to risk it and until we have everybody get wiped out or actually be prepared for it? I think we need to play it smart. I mean, I'd rather prepare as. As much as Grimtash likes the idea of getting surprised by midnight pussies, I think I would prefer to rest in town. Hmm. Yeah, that should be so After good. all, you commit. Unless something jumps us here. After all, ever. our commitment was to get this man back alive. Didn't say anything about a party. All right. That's yeah, true. Very true. So, I agree. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, are, are we going to push forward to Atlanta? Well, we have to, we have to kind of tie him up or something. I don't think he's going to come willingly, is he? Well, the flu's going to try and put him to sleep. Okay. Right? Or I thought that, I yeah. thought that that's uh, Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, otherwise we've got, I'm, I'm almost eight feet tall and so are you. So like, he's not, he's not really going to have a choice. He's getting tied up if he doesn't go to sleep. So. You got a six foot three lady with a ten foot glaive too. Shit, yeah. I didn't know you were that tall. I didn't either. Oh yeah, she's she's described yeah. as the, the look of a hunter that's not it's overly the, delicious. It's like Tim Tebow with just chick hair and some boobs. No. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so is that what you guys want to do? Load stuff up and, and push on. Yeah. Are we going forward or back? Onward to Atlanta. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. So we load up the tents and all that good stuff, Richard. Mm-hmm. Oh. Can't sleep on. I hate your non-committal mm-hms. <laughs> can't um, sleep on. Uh, what's his name? Okay. That's uh, going to take your spell slot, then. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> 
and just let you know he would have went willingly. Um, so yeah, y'all put him on the sled, <laughs> and uh, you go back through the crack um, because he was your guide. And uh, oh shit! <laughs> um, go through the crack. <laughs> you do to get to Atlanta. Let's see in the crack. Um, let's see. Uh, so, um, y'all begin going up this uh, the steep incline. It is is switching. Excuse me. It's um switching back and forth, basically like in a zigzag. Um, there's there's rocky outcroppings all over the place, and you can see like maybe where. Um, you don't see where the actual spot happened, but you can see where, like, maybe a rock fell or something and hit, uh, Garrett in the head, causing him to be knocked unconscious and suffer from the, um, suffer the concussion. Um, and this is what I should have done the other night. Um, so, y'all pick one person right now, um, that's going to make a, a check for me. Um, I'm going to ask one person to make a constitution check here. Um, that is definitely not a grim touch. I've got a plus two, but I can't cast guidance on myself, so... Okay. Uh, has a plus three. I have a plus four. I believe I have a... What do I have? Constitution. I had a plus three as well. Yeah, so it's going to be Bodar. So I cast guidance on Bodar. Okay. Um, and like I said, I should have done that the other night with the blizzard, but it had not mentioned that up until this point, and I thought, ah, it was stupid of me. I should have realized it. Okay, Bodo. Uh, what does guidance give me? You add a D4 to it. Okay. That doesn't sound good. Mm. Um, shit. 14. I feel like that's low. Uh, you needed a 15. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you pass. Um, so you managed to get uh, the sled and the entire party managed to get around Zig. Number one is how I'm going to describe it. Um, uh, is this too meta, or what would have happened if we would have failed? I'm just curious. Y'all would each be rolling new characters. Um, <laughs> I still don't understand why everyone loves that so much. I feel like the only person. I, I love making new characters. I, I, I just love it. Yeah. Don't you get attached to anything you make, though? I have Draco, who has died approximately D100 times. No. Yeah, I'm waiting you on him to die. You can't never get attached to characters in D&D. I just never learned to play that way, I guess. Um, I, I'm, I'm used to dying with Draco, so it's like... <laughs> um, so you uh, you notice that the incline is starting to get a lot steeper. Um, uh, I'm going to say that y'all tied the stuff to the sled and that y'all are like, pulling it up this incline. Um... And you come around, you see another curve coming up, and you can tell that the incline is starting to get steeper and steeper. Um, and, uh, give me a second. Um, 
the wind does seem to be picking up. It's you know reaching the 16 miles an hour. Uh, you as you come to this next zag, um, next setback, it somewhat is a like level area, or it feels like it. Um, the whole party can fit uh, this fairly easily. Um, and uh, I need you to roll me a another um, a roll me an athletics check. Whoever wants to do that. West strength is plus three. So, um, is anybody higher than that? Uh, I have a plus, plus four. Okay, so I'll cast guidance on you again. Oh sh- damn it! Another. Let's wait. Wait, hold on. Guidance is what D four. Yeah. Dear Lord, the same number fourteen. Um, you uh, you managed to uh, keep pulling the um, the sled up uh, as you are pulling. You there's a, actually with all the cold, you are amazingly feel a little bit of sweat due to the weight and to the intensity and the actual dead weight of the sleeping man in on the sled and um the meat from the cats and and he is you know covered in the pelts and the other stuff um as you are traveling and pulling the sled up you hear a large growl and hiss of cats in the far distance but with the mountain range here you're not sure exactly where the growl and hiss are coming from but it sounds like um two cats fighting or if you have ever heard uh of a male and a female cat um yeah mating um it could be that as well (laughs) um it sounds like it sounds like two cats fighting uh, the the wind is howling intensely here. <clears throat> um, you reach this little plateau and you can see like a cave towards the back of it. Uh, and it does sound like the growl and the hiss are coming from the cave, but again, with the mountain ranges and all, you're not really sure where it's coming from. Um, you uh, are beginning to cut back again as you're pulling up this mountain um roll me a another athletics check all right wait bodo do you have proficiency in athletics i have a plus four because i was being being a barbarian i'd have a total of a plus five since i'm oh you're okay you're better than me though okay okay all right do you guys want me to roll the d20 then yes yes of course yeah sure all right. Sorry to take the spotlight from you, Bodar. Oh, no, that's fine. I got so <laughs> sick of getting sevens, so you take a shot. Uh, the Braille dies. Fuck. Wait, hold on. That's a P, a J, K, L, M, N, O, P. That's 16 plus 5. That's a dirty 21, then. All right. Um, Much better than Bodar. <laughs> <laughs> You think the elephant would be the strongest one, uh, Dumbo? Um, Wait, is Talon pulling the sleigh now? Or yeah, yeah. Oh shit, she just man, <laughs> she, man just, she just took it over, man. <laughs> um, you uh, Where you, you get to <laughs> you, you get to the uh, uh 
Again, on this zigzag, um, it is extremely, extremely steep here. Um, you don't feel that you can get any further high up in the air or on the mountain. Um, the sledding is extremely rough, extremely steep. Um, there is some slight snow up here, whether it is from the wind blowing it or it is actually snowing. Uh, it's not really sure. Um, it's not impeding your vision a whole lot. Um, and, uh, you come to this, an, a, uh, another cutback. And I need you to roll me a, another athletics check. And you have, uh, two levels of exhaustion, right? Uh, no. Ooh, very correct. That so, no, you should I won't have one. Make... Hmm? You should only have one. Because you took four off, we should have right. one. Yeah. We're both at five. Mm-hmm. What do you need me to do, Richard? Um, I won't retroactively make you roll again, but um, I do believe you have to roll with disadvantage here. Sure. I got you. Um, do I still have Zach's guidance? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that you do. It's a can trap, so I can just keep casting it. Cool. And then look over the four. Four plus five is a nine plus eleven. That's a dirty twenty. I rolled two elevens. <laughs> um, you uh, managed to get the sled up onto a plateau, um, and it is level ground. Uh, it's kind of like um, kind of like a backyard type thing. It's not too big, um, nor is it like too small. The party has plenty of room on here. Think about the size of a basketball court. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, the snow is, is all over the place. I mean, it's packed up here. There's drifts of it. And, um, everyone roll me a perception check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perception is intelligence or wisdom. I always get these mixed up. It's, it's wisdom, please. I'm still trying to get used to Talarn's accent. <laughs> Uh, okay, you won't notice anything. Okay, got one that'll notice. Grim does. Grim does got a 19. Got two that'll notice. Uh, 12. Got two that'll notice. You fucking elephant! <laughs> Five for Talar. Got two that will notice. <laughs> <laughs> and you get another two, and you get another two. Um, Krimtash, since you got the higher score, um, you notice a, uh, a large patch of blood. Um, it is now frozen. It's basically like you see pink snow, is what you see, and, um, that, along with what you did with the cats, like um, skinning them and filleting them, um, you saw what the blood did to the snow there, so you immediately know that this has to be snow instead of, like, strawberry-flavored ice. Um, you notice this. Uh, flu. Um, as you are looking around, you notice a, a large paw print and a snowdrift that uh, 
is against like one wall of this like plateau. Like there's a like there's a mountain or something behind it. And um Krimtash, you also notice a dark hole in a wall at the back of this basketball sized um area. Trimtash will look at the party and said, It is not safe here. There seems to be a feeding ground for another pussy. My cranky, you see the size of that paw print over there? Keep it down, friend. Keep it down. Uh, system. The uh, the paw print is about the size um, 24 shoe. How where is? Go ahead. Oh shoot! We're in the Canadian standoff. Um, <laughs> ask how deep the paw print is to see if I mean how recent the or whatever made it came by. Um. You can tell that um, it has not been like in the last five minutes. The wind has kind of softened the edges a little bit, and there is some snow in the bottom of the print. Is it going to or away from the hole? Uh, this one is going away from the hole. I suggest we move along. Yeah, why? So y'all wish to move along? Wait, yeah, no. Try to do stealth as best what we can. <laughs> I, um, looking actually. Uh, this train is quite flat. Um, and I mean it's, it's smooth. It's th- there's no bumps in the um in the snow out here at all. It's almost like somebody has swept it and leveled it out. Um, like I said, it's extremely smooth, um, except for like the drifts of snow on each side, basically. Kind of like a snowplow has come through and pushed it to one side, and the snow has built back up. Um, is, there, is there like any like really big boulders around here? Uh, you don't see any, but with the drifts of snow, there could be some behind. Like the snow is covering up the big boulders. I mean, like I said, if it was might be big enough to cover that whole case for whatever lives in that cave. And, or if, and you said there's a cave, correct? Yes. We can, just like, as an idea, and imagine this isn't to Lauren's accent, because I don't feel like embarrassing, embarrassing myself again. <laughs> 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 if we took shelter in the cave, um, presumably whatever's in there is left. And we make it defensible using the sleigh to sort of make a killing corridor. Um, we could rest there. And depending on how long it's out, uh, well, thank you. that could be a defensible spot. Hmm. Green Dash looks inside his bag and says, hmm, Well, I do have my one last remaining hunting trap. And we do have meat as well. We could set up a trap. That's the and uh, perhaps uh, protect the entrance to the cave as well, giving us a bit of a, a window of opportunity if the beast decides to come back. But is your trap is your trap biggest? These paw prints? Probably not. <laughs> 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 we'll see. 
<laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. That's giving too much away. Is in the in the desert the pussies are not that big as in here? I seems. Oh, my friend, I don't think that's a pussy friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And the pussy down south in Cavanport is just too expensive. <laughs> I'm so glad I made that podcast warning. <sighs> well, perhaps what we're going to do, and uh, perhaps the spirits could tell me how uh, how low is the sun now. Uh, it is roughly 5 p.m. The temperature is beginning to drop again. The wind has remained constant. It is getting, um, like dusk. We have torches and fire, too. There's a low pressure system blowing in from the east. (laughs) (laughs) We will see chances of storms tonight, folks. Hunker down. Yeah. Hello, my name is Richard Cantor. I am here in the Icewind Dale, and the temperature is going to reach a record low of negative 80 degrees with a wind chill factor of 12 degrees. There's chances that you are probably going to be fucked if you do not move on. (laughs) All right. Uh, Perhaps we continue. We should be close to the city, yes? I think we continue, honestly. And that, was, that was just me like, joking around about saying y'all would be fucked. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the spirits in this, in, this, in this winterland seem to be kind of tricky. Well, I don't know. Are we sure we're going the right way here? Because I don't think... <laughs> you put your god to sleep. <laughs> Make the bastard. Make him useful. <laughs> Oh, no, or reach over and try to slap our guide gently in the face. <laughs> Hello, Manny. Uh, wake up! Uh-huh. And he, he's groggy because, I mean, he's, you know, he's had the concussion, he's weak, and, and he looks around like, yeah, uh, uh, what? We need your help to get out of here. You fell asleep on us. Be useful. Please. Roll me a deception check there, Bodar. 19. Okay, he believes that he just fell asleep. He looks around and... Blaming on the concussion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks around and... um, What was that, Michael? I was saying that he had a hard knock on his head. Ah, uh, yeah. Um... He, 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 he looks around and, and blinks heavily, um, and what skin you do see on him drains of all color. Uh-oh. That is not a good sign. <laughs> and then he immediately throws up between his feet. That is also not a good sign. And can I do a medicine check to see what's going on, other than, or is it still just his concussion? It's just, it's just that. Um, he and he looks, he looks at you all and says, "This, this is where. Oh my God, this is, this is where it, it. Um, 
Angel, know me a D20. Yes, yes, of course. D20 for the spirits. And I uh, need to give him some like herbs and stuff for my pack to chew on, like some leaves that should help calm the stone. Unfortunately, the D20 roll was low, was a 10. Um, as he's saying, this is, this is what his eyes roll up into the back of his head and he passes back out. What a useless bastard. It's yes. Yeti. Yes, but he did say this is, this is where. Oh, it's the Yeti. I believe the spirits actually want us to fight the Yeti. Hmm. <laughs> I think Damn. we took the wrong Damn turn over him again. <laughs> no, 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 believe me, the spirits are at hand here. They want us to fight this beast. Yeah, they want us to die. Is your spirit named Richard? <laughs> no. I, I need to regain my energy. If we're going to pursue this thing, I a cave to rest and, and make it defensible too. I hope you enjoyed the second episode of this campaign on Knights of the Brim. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to this time agree with the with the hunter and uh, Kintash will look at alarm. This might be the best possible uh, outcome. If we could keep going forward, we don't know where we might end. After all, without a guy, we ended up within where we didn't want to be. Let's let's take it. Let's set up a watch and rest. All right. Uh, Alarn would like to manhandle this lay into a defensible position in the cave. Dude, that's that's not going to do anything for us against a yeti. Yeah, I mean, I might slow it down. Krimtash would like to offer Talarn his trap. So he's not much, but do you think this might help? Oh, anything will help. Maybe if he puts his dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> All you hear is like, <laughs> uh, We could strap okay. the trap to the scared fellow, make him useful, and use him as a suicide bait. I am not against destroying life, but it must have a purpose. This this man has a family. I cannot condemn such action. And don't forget, his wife is very pregnant. Yes, mother, his, his wife is a life giver. Well, uh, Vomit's starting to smell, so I really don't like him right now. Don't forget that. <laughs> You you have frozen piss all over yourself. I don't want to. I don't want to hear what that piece smells like. Well, you know, um, that I, I, I have a very healthy diet, so it doesn't smell too bad. I will tell you this: putting the sled in the mouth of the cave, it will block it from one side to the other. Um, it will not reach out to the top of the cave entrance, but it will reach from one side to the other. I could light it on fire with uh, with bonfire if something starts to creep in. Or if you trap it in there, light it on fire, and smoke it out. It could the be only thing I don't like about the cave is that we could get stuck in there. This reminds me of a story I heard about a windmill that killed a whole group of people. <laughs> uh, go on. I feel like... Hey, That's one time. Wait, how far is that story, story, telling to the storyteller. 
<laughs> you haven't been telling uh, any stories since I met you, so why would I assume you'd tell one now? So, uh, are y'all in the cave, or are y'all still outside? I don't, I don't want to be in the cave, but I did the rest. I, I don't think we should all be in the cave. That's then where the ones that are cornered. It just, that doesn't, yeah. Um, but, I don't know. That just, that doesn't sound like that's going to bode very well for having the whole party inside the cave. But, how far is that snowdrift from the cave? Um, well, there, there's several of them. Um, there's, uh, one that's, like, right outside of the cave entrance. And roll me a, um, perception check, uh, Derza. What are the rest of you doing? I am having a conversation with Talakro, what you do with the trap and the, the, okay. hum, the smelly human and the, the, the what? wood, yes. We all discuss and then whenever y'all come up what you want to do, just let me know. I got a 10. Okay, you don't notice. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, I don't know, I, I feel like we should watch and wait for it to come home. Well, now our, yeah, I don't know. That That's what I'm thinking. If we wait then, inside, the weather would uh, kill us. If we wait in the cave, the jetty might kill us. We just have to choose which way to we can. Die. We can dig into a snowdrift on a side that's not facing the, the, the cave so that we can have some shelter from the, the elements, but then we can have a watch posted. Boy, my friend, I prefer to die by the elements, not by some vicious beast. I think if the monster killed you, it would be quicker and le- maybe more painful, but it'd be over quicker. I believe the uh, the elephant man does not like you, pussycat. No, I'm just pointing out it would be a quicker death if that big fucking thing killed us. I don't, I don't want to freeze to death that takes too long. There's oh, a in combat. Yeah. Well, what I propose is that we set a trap for the beast then. If we're not going to stay in the cave, then we might as well try to get an advantage as much as we can if we're going to battle this thing. If we use the trap and the meat as a bait, and we put it in the cave, and we have the sleigh to where we can easily move it and untrap it, and set it on fire, then it's getting smoked out, being on fire too, and it has to get out through fire to get to us. That reminds me of a story I heard once about a windmill and a bunch of children that died inside of it. <laughs> you and that Damelson. <laughs> it's just come to mind for some reason, but yes, I agree, this might be the best course of action. You don't have to be in the damn cave. All right, let's do that. Hmm? Let's let's do that then, and uh, and get a rest rolling so we can get get our uh, our energy back the, a little bit here. The problem is we don't know what's inside the cave, so we would have to explore it first. We don't even know how deep this. Cave is. an army of yetis. <laughs> if we place the trap in and the bait, and then camp out in the snowdrift, the cave would be the trap with the sleigh readily easable to move in as a sort of door that we lay on fire. We don't really have to be in the cave. Yes, but to set out the trap, we have to be in the cave, no? No. True. And then go into the... 
and then him going into the cave that we don't know might be a dangerous business. Since we don't really know, we assume the beast is outside, but it could be inside, or it could have families or junglings, or there would be more pussies in there. I don't know. I'm in the mood for eating some pussy. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fine. Well, then I will. Uh, I will aid you. And Karintash uh, uh, proceeds to cast, uh, produce flame, and he holds the flame in his hand. Uh, to provide light while inside the cave. Yeah. Alright, so what are we doing? Hopefully some pussy. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not rolling another character, no. <laughs> I push no. too much effort into this axe. <laughs> <laughs> so who who is going into the cave? Um I, I, I I volu- I'll volunteer to go first, him. I will follow after the ladder, yes, with the light. Or, I don't know if Durzo or Fugage or uh, Bodar. I am not going in. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like where this is headed. Only <laughs> <laughs> just be in four minutes. We'll be out in a second. Don't worry. What? Okay, so, um,. Kalorn and Krimkash are going in. Yes. Yes. Um, Derza is staying outside, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Perhaps, what? perhaps, perhaps Derza could start digging that, uh, that shelter for us. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about Flu Gages and Bodar? What are the two of you doing? Okay. And what are y'all, and what are y'all doing with Garrett? Flu is doing what? Flugate is running just off the side of the cliff. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no. Could I, could I fit in the cave? Yeah. Okay, Bodar will go in the cave with them and scout it out. Okay. Flugate, what are you doing? I used to go in the cave with them because he... <laughs> what are y'all doing with Garrett? Leaving him on the sled? Pushing his ass back down. <laughs> so I guess Krimtash will take some of the meat as well from the from the sled uh, to set the trap inside. Uh, okay. Um, so I will take half. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the order I'm guessing is going to be Krimtash first. Oh no no no! I have no. No, no, no. Illusion. Okay. Illusion first. No. Okay. Bodar <laughs> so, will go first. Bodar is going first. Yep. Um, then, I assume, ha- uh, Talarn? Yep. Yeah, for good is at the end. Okay. Um, and while they are doing this, uh, Durza, what are you going to do? I'm going to dig into the nearest uh, snowbank and camouflage the entrance so I can kind of keep an eye out, but I'm not going in that cave. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, Bodar, roll me a perception check. All right. Bodar. Uh, 14. Why the fuck do I keep getting 14s today? <laughs> Brock Jones? Wait, yes, wait. exactly. <laughs> Wait, perhaps, and, uh, and I just say this, that as I stand here and I look at this cave, um, perhaps I can convince the dog to inspect the, the, the cave for us. We send the dog in, 
If the dog doesn't come out, then we say, oh, well, and then we move on. If the dog comes out, it should be okay. Bloody brilliant idea. That is, br- uh, Bodar has a plus three for animal handling. I don't know if that's the same as yours or not, but I would, wouldn't mind helping. Okay. So you're going to send the dog <clears throat> instead? Yes. Okay. I, I He's going like... to be like our bird in a coal mine. Yes, yes. <laughs> I would like um, to use uh, animal handling check to Afra. Try to convince the dog to go in there. I roll it for me then. Yes, I throw a piece of a ration and he'll chase it. I'll get a 17. No, this dog is highly attached to his master. Um, we'll say that uh, you can convince him for his master's sake to go deeper into the cave. Okay, boyo. Is it boyo? What's his name? I thought. Boy. Boy, boy. Hey, boyo. Uh, perhaps if you would do me a favor, Boyo, go inside the cave. Go, go inside the cave and try to see if you can find some pussy. But be careful. Go. And we don't see a you died. Um, I command you, Boyo. After about five minutes, you see him perk up and then he heads off into the cave. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, y'all are just inside the cave. Uh, after about five minutes, he, he comes back and, um, he saw the, uh, Craig, or, um, Craig Cats, Craig Cats, um, and in, in your mind, he shows you that there, he conveys you that there are no cats in the cave. Ah, well, it seems like this cave seems to be empty of cats and the dog is alive. That is a good sign. Um, Modar, with your perception that you rolled, you hear a loud scream just as Boy comes back. It's a very high-pitched scream, as though that of a child. And you also hear a, um, bit of what sounds to be like enjoyment. It sounds... is the enjoyment from the child? You don't know. You didn't know how enough. <laughs> uh, something sounds weird in there. It sounds like a child, but also screams of enjoyment. I don't know. Okay, I will I'm ask very confused. Hey, boy, you come back here for a second. He, he walks back to you. Do you see anything else, boy? You? He looks at you like confused, like he already went to see if there was any cats, and he's answered your question. Uh, okay, I see. Anything living down there? Hmm. His tongue hangs out of his mouth, and he's like somewhat hassling. I grab a piece of the cat meat and uh, give it to Boyo and say, here you go, Boyo. Could you go back in there again and tell me now if there is anything else at all? Not just pussycats, anything that you can't see. Go, Boyo, go, and I will give you this other piece of meat. He barks loudly in understanding. Okay, go, go, go. And you all hear a loud growl. As soon as he gets through barking. Oh, well then, we're gonna die. Oh. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yes. I pray um, to the spirits, I have accepted my death. 
Thank you for a wonderful life of one levels. Thank you. <laughs> um, boy stops immediately and his tail goes between his legs. Oh, shit. That's not good. And he hunches down and you hear a loud roar from the back and a loud, like, scream. And you can tell that there are three different sounds from the back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, at least we know that there is not a pussycat. Um, <clears throat> one seems to be very young, and one seems to be, um, older. And they run from the back of the cave, and you see, uh, two creatures. One that stands about eight feet tall, and the other one which stands about five feet tall. Uh, Humanoid? Yes. In the back of the cave? Yes, in the back of the cave. Um, The smaller one has blood all over its fur. And what was your question, um, Jesse? Um, Are they Yeti, or can't we tell? Yes, they are a large female Yeti and a Yeti youngling. Um, Did I hear them roaring, I'm assuming? Um, roll me a perception check. We'll see if you heard them. No, don't worry. Look at these things, fucking Harry and Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody would get that joke or not. Oh, I do. Wow. I didn't hear them. What did you get? Five. No, you get didn't. The out of your ear. <laughs> get the snow out of your ear. Uh, what is it, Michael? Uh, what do you want me to roll to quickly manhandle... Like, just try and motion for everybody to move away and see if I can't get that sleigh in the way of them and maybe a torch on it. Um, I, I can set it on fire. Ooh, I have bonfire, yes. So, do you want to move it or do you want to let him set it on fire? Well, we would have to move it first, I think, yes. Yeah, to get in, in front of them. Mm hmm. To kind of block out the cave. Y'all are already in the cave, though. So, Gage is using his cat like ability. And turns around and starts hauling ass 60 feet out of the cave. <laughs> yes, I think this is a good time to improvise. Let's get out of this cave and try to block the entrance. Move, 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 move. <laughs> okay. Um, we come out of the cave like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, Michael, since this was your idea, roll me a dexterity check. Ooh, let's say no more, my friend. <coughs> that once, and that's twice. Um, what's that? Okay, that is a 16 total. Okay, um, y'all, I, I did the group thing there. Y'all managed to, uh, to get out of the cave. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> Thank the spirits. As, as, we, as, as we get out of the cave, Krinta, she says, Oh, Dorsa, stop taking the jetties. Um, so y'all get outside of the cave. Dorsa, do you quit digging? Yes, and let me check real quick. I need to see if Bless the Forge, how long that takes. If I can just cast that right now to add a plus one to my armor, or if that takes a long time. Okay. Um, so y'all get but out. Go ahead. If, it, if it's instantaneous, I want to, like, let it be known that's what I'm doing right now. Okay. Okay. 
Just let me know. Okay, since y'all are outside the cave, are y'all... I will say that y'all got to move the sleigh into the cave entrance. Yeah, what's his name still on it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all it says is I can touch something at the end of a long rest, and it lasts until my next long rest. So, um, since I never did it when we first started, I should still be or after that that rest or whatever that we have in the middle of the night. Um, I should be good. Yeah, we'll say so, good. Extra plus one AC to my armor. Okay. Um, yeah, Garrett is still on the sleigh. Alright, I would like to pull the, the, the smelly human out of the sled. Okay. Just drag him out. Alright, we'll say uh, that y'all got him out. Um, <clears throat> and uh, roll me, everybody roll me a perception check as the um, mother and the young Yeti are running towards the front of the cave. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sit sixty feet away from the cave entrance. Random number table one twenty. Got a twelve. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Thank God it wasn't a fourteen or eleven again. Ooh, seventeen. I got a five. Rest in peace, Blue Gauge. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what did uh What did you get, Michael? Dirty twenty. You and Bodar hear a rumbling, a growl, and a yell. Of anger and defiance. Inside the cave, outside. Outside the cave. See, we just ran across the whole damn yeah, family. I rolled a, a 17, would I have heard that? Yes, you would have heard it too. I thought you said 13. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Yes. So now y'all are on this baseball size field and um, you have the mother and the son trapped in the cave with the sled that is on fire. And now you have the father, Yeti, who comes down from the path um, where you saw the footprint and comes into the clearing outside of the cave where you all are at. Hopefully he has his teeth all pulled out like in Rudolph. Oh no. <laughs> they're all they're all sharp and pointy and he throws down a uh, a carcass of some sort. Mm, well, um it was great meeting you all. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Should have rested. Um, with that, is there anything y'all want to do? I want to fucking rage. No. (laughs) You can. Well, I'll wait and see how this plays out. (laughs) Um, is there anything anybody wants to do before? Yes. If I roll like like an alien for my second character, would he get, like, resistance to gold because he's from Canada? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if there's nothing else, then I uh, roll for initiative. Hmm. Well then. What oh. is this Yeti looking like? Are there any obvious wounds? None. 22, sir. Okay. I got a 7. When, what are you... You really want to roll like an idiot, don't you? Your dexterity modifier. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I got 16. Uh, 12. 
Or to learn. You got a 12, Michael? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, you want to Uh, 22. I wish we had Stonemeyer here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adrian, what did you get? I got a 7. A 7? Yes. <laughs> the spirits. It's a good number to die on, isn't it? The spirits want me to die. They guide uh, me here to this jetty to die. This is my destiny. <laughs> what did you get? 18. A what team? 16. 16? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Philip, you get to go first. Is he like blocking our path? If you try to run past him, you will take an opportunity attack. Well, that's what I want to do. I want to try to run and dive in and slide at least up under his legs and shoot him in his nuts with my crossbow boat as I'm sliding out from up under and take off running the other way. And if this is the standard Yeti, knowing their stats, we're probably fucked. <laughs> but are they? So you, you're going to run, which is going to be your movement, um, and then you're going to slide and Okay. Um, what's your disadvantage? I mean, what's your uh, level of exhaustion? Two, right? Or one? Just one. Just one, okay. So, um, you will take an opportunity attack since you're doing this and you're coming towards him. Um, I will let you take your attack first, uh, your movement, and then your attack. So, roll me your attack then. If it's any consolation, Flu Gage, you have Talarn's full, full support. <laughs> <laughs> that mad bastard. Yeah, that's a 16 to hit. Okay, what's your damage? Was it not a D6 or crossbow boat? That's a D4? a D8. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I think it was a D8. Yep, it's a D8. I thought it was for like the big crossbow, the, the small one. I think it's still a D8, though. Okay. If it's a light crossbow like Talon has, it's a D8. Okay, so I got an 8 on the dice. <sighs> okay, so the Yeti goes from 195 HP to 187. I hate that they have that many fucking hit points. <laughs> you have a shit list, but HP total damage. No, that's the standard Yeti. <laughs> yeah, we're messing with Yetis at level 1. Oh yeah, why would there be a Yeti at... It is on the random wilderness encounter table. Oh, is that so fucked? <laughs> I, I thought, find, like, a bunny or something. I thought the same exact thing whenever I roll like, how can a level yeah, one... Yeah, there's no way we should be able to fight that at level one. Uh, um, I don't understand it. <laughs> I would want my money back on the campaign. This is fucked. <laughs> um, reaction. Can I uh, politely urge my party members that we should GTFO? That's what we, I've been saying the whole time. <laughs> Can we throw Garrett fun. at the Yetis and fucking run? Uh, no, we need Garrett. Uh... uh <sighs> I bet you guys wish the fucking blizzard got you last week. <laughs> um, Philip, does a 25 hit? 
Just barely. Okay. So my people told me don't hold punches back. Did you get it? They voted on by all party members, or just to? No, but speaking of that, um, and I, I know I never told Adrian, but I do appreciate that. It helps me to get. It helps me to get better. Yes, yes. Can we get along yeah. with the dying, please? Thank you. <laughs> I want to lodge an official complaint. This fuck, the Yeti is on that table. Birza should be voted. Um, for his competence. How about um. 37 damage. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's not what you take. You take two damage. I rolled a one and a one Holy for damage. Shit. Okay. I don't believe that for one second. So you want to get out the other side? Yes. <laughs> take it all. All <laughs> <laughs> my level eight and nine characters in other campaigns are running through my head like, why can't I be them? Uh. Okay, Bodar. <laughs> yeah, Your turn. All right, Bodar is going to lift. Bodar is going to lift his axe, scream out a giant elephant roar that I don't feel like doing right now, and charge at this motherfucker uh, like a samurai. Oh, uh, is is Bodar raging? Or yes, yes, yes. That's okay. what the, I should have said. That's sorry. That's okay. what the was. Okay. So we say you get to within melee. Of Holy shit! Not twenty, my oh, man. Uh, and I'm not even. I, I'm telling the truth. I'll show you my screen. I don't believe it. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, it's one d twelve. It's uh twelve. Twelve. Mm-hmm. Plus your strength mod. Uh, fourteen. Okay. That's 14 oh days. wow. Plus four. This, he's not hurting at all. So 14 plus four, 18? Yep. What body part are you hitting? Or is it uh, the balls? The balls. It's a BB. This, um, Yeti is no longer a male then. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll say that, uh, you cut them off and you hit them with such force that they land right there in, um, Flugage's, uh, Lap because he had used all his movement and couldn't get up to his feet. I vote that he bleeds to death now. <laughs> um, no, but he will take damage. Well, I can't every time. Totally out from my fun room. He did, but he hit him with such force that um, they landed like in your lap. Uh, that makes sense because you hadn't you hadn't gotten up yet. Zach, it's your turn. Yeah, so I, how far away am I from this dude? Um, I should be further away because I wanted to be like 60 feet away from the cave entrance. But You are probably, I, I don't know how long a basketball court is, so I'm just like guessing numbers here. Um, is it? Roundabouts. Yeah. Okay, I don't know because I was too fat to play basketball. I played Benji End um, and Concession Stand. Um, uh, you are about 40 feet away from him then. Sorry. Or, it now, It doesn't matter for my attack. I'm just curious for uh, after this attack. I rolled a natural one. What are you doing for your attack? I was trying to cast Sacred Flame. Uh, uh, that has a rain spell attack? 
I've um, never used it, so it's a hand trip. It's a sixty. It's got a sixty foot range, and it just it does. It's a one d eight of radiant damage or fire damage. I can't remember. I can look, but okay. it matters. So, um, no, I think I think uh, um, if I remember correctly, sacred flame you can cast it, but then the enemy has to make a dexterity saving throw, and that's how you determine the hit. I just don't remember what the saving throw is, but it's your. I don't use the roll to attack. No, no. Yeah. Okay, but, so I'm good. Yeah, so I cast Sacred Flame, but yeah, it is a dexterity saving throw. Uh, eight plus your wisdom plus your proficiency is your spell save. Do you see? Give me just a second. What was your What was you saying, Michael? I was saying the spell save DC is eight plus proficiency plus uh, wisdom. So that would be ten plus. What's your wisdom modifier? It's plus two, so what my proficiency though, where's that proficiency coming from? Oh, just your general proficiency. Yeah, because you're level one, you get two. That's, oh. Unless my math is wrong, that's 12, right? Yeah, so yes, you're right. <sighs> come on, Mr. Yeti. No, don't come on, it's not that. No. Well, he can't anymore, he's ballless. Hmm. Ooh, now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. Um, so how much damage does he take? Hang on, I'm rolling. Uh, six. Yeah. Six damage, right? Uh, We're chipping away. <laughs> we'll be here all night. Okay, um, Modar is right there at this oh, creature. Oh, shit. Yeah, let's see. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Adrian, you said hold no punches, right? Yes, yes, of course. Can I move before he starts his oh, run? Uh, you would have used 20 feet to get to him? No, I want to move 20 feet further away. I want to get to that 260 feet away from him. Yeah. Okay, so now you are 40 foot away from the cave entrance then. Okay, so I move closer to the cave. Okay. Yeah, because you were basically right there in the middle. Okay. Um, Jesse, Bodar needs to roll me a constitution check. Alright. <clears throat> As the male Yeti looks into your eyes. <laughs> Wait, this Yeti also a rapist? He's, um... Baby, freak. He, 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 Isaac Hayes off... I think it's Isaac Hayes off of South Park. I want to lay you down. <laughs> uh, 15. Alright, um, you, uh, yeah, you pass that. Um, now I get to roll for attack for that one. I'm trying to remember what attack, what attack you're doing, because I remember the Yeti, but I can't remember what attack it was. Does a 20 hit? Yes. Okay. Is that a dirty or not? Uh, it was dirty. Okay. Jesus. Um, three damage. Now it's my turn to roll. I mean, the one. Because is it bludgeoning or slashing? Yes. So, resistance is half, right? Yes. What the hell is half of three? Is it one? 1.5. And... So if I, I round up, that's two then? I think you're supposed to round down, aren't you? I think oh, I remember okay. reading. I'm not sure how that works. Okay. Y'all think round up? 
No, I'm down. I'm down. I, uh, I, well, I thought I remember reading somewhere it was round down. I will consult Reddit later. <laughs> uh, his turn. Uh, Talorn. I'm right. still alive. What's the lay of the land? Um, you have the mother and youngling Yeti in the cave, um, barricaded behind the sled that is on fire. Uh, in front of, you have them at your back in front of you, um, approximately 80 feet away is the male Yeti, um, and, uh, not there's a uh, um Modar is standing there in front of the Yeti, having just taken a little bit of damage. Um Crimtash is off to your right. Uh Flu Gages is probably in Tallahassee, Florida by now because as scared as he was, he's like gone. Uh maybe he should have uh, jumped off the side of the mountain. <laughs> um and Durza is uh, about 40 foot away from the cave entrance. So about 20 feet from you. Okay. I'm gonna try and use the Talarn accent and hopefully not sound stupid with it because it's been inconsistent. But, <clears throat> Talarn would like to move as close as she can to the Yeti, which is 15 feet. And mm -hmm. she still has her crossbow out. Okay. So she'd like to make another ranged attack at the Yeti. Okay. I'm aiming for his knees. Okay. Then I roll. OD20. What did I get? Mm -hmm. uh, 11. Plus 2, plus 4. I mean, plus 2, plus another 2. Plus another 2, which is 6. Plus 11, which is 17 total. Okay, how much damage do you cause? Uh, let me roll. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Let's keep those Rolling, roll hard. Get a map. Get a map. Roll out, roll hard. Every time I hear Krim Tash, you talk and talk about the bears, I think about um, that. Yes, this is a very popular song in the I love it. Alright, Talon got a 7 on that. 7? Now, aiming at his knees, does anything more happen or. Nah, you, you, hit, you hit his knee. Alright, trying to handicap him. Okay, now we're to Crimtash. So what is the health of this jetty then? Is he, is he still being robust? Yes. He is very hurt. Is he? Oh, well, fantastic. Yes. Who is? Okay. The Eddie. I thought he had 195 hit points. Nobody did the insight check to see if I was lying. Oh, well, that's the... I figured you were telling the truth because that was the actual number of hit points for the thing. I rolled. So, oh, okay. How far, how far away oh, am I? Oh, thank God we might live. How far um, away am I from this jetty? We'll say, uh, what are you trying to do? Uh, I would like to use my fire breath on this creature. Well, dang, you just happen to be close enough. Uh, Fifteen feet, fantastic. So this creature would have to do 
a dexterity saving throw. The pass will be a 13, so the spirits tell me. Uh, uh, he will fail. Green dash then takes a deep, deep breath of this cold weather and he spits out a large cone of flame dealing 11 damage to this creature and set uh, everything in that 11, 15 cone range on fire. I am sorry, my elephant friend, if I hit you with it. Yes, you do. Um, Modar will need to make a dexterity saving throw. Seventeen. Yes, you pass. Alright, um, for Adrian, if he was to have killed this Yeti, how would you do it? Well, I'm assuming that he will die horribly in the flames of my breath. As I look upon his body and said, Be one with the land. What shall taken shall be reversed again. And, um, flu gauges. Roll me a dexterity check. God, do I need to heal. <laughs> <laughs> Not dead yet, but... 17. Okay, um, you managed to roll out of the way as this Getty falls to the ground crispy and dead. How do we end up doing that when they don't know something hit points? Nobody rolled the insight to see if I rolled for their hit points and rolled low. Because I personally didn't think it was fair for level one. No, that's um, I, I didn't like it and I, I rolled for the hit points anyway and they happened to roll really low. Can you usually... win the campaign? Yes. That is... Yes. Mm. Um... And that wasn't me, like, pulling punches at all. Um, I just personally didn't think it was fair, you know, because y'all are level one. But anyway, <clears throat> I still, I mean, y'all still going to have the problem if they killed you, they killed you. Um, There's still two more yetis. And they're on the other side of the fire right now. Those um, Speaking of that, uh, Zach, roll me a d20, please. Um, Philip, roll me a d20, please. Number between one and twenty. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Fifteen. Okay. Um, the young, like I guess you'd say, like a toddler yeti, runs out, um, diving through the fire, taking five points of damage and runs to its dad who is on fire and in the meantime it takes a, another uh, five points of, of burning damage and dies but the mother seeing her child and her mate fall rushes over the fire taking um Adrian roll me a uh, d10 yes yes can I make a reaction, Richard, if possible? What's that? Um, I'm thinking if I can use my glaive, like just kind of just ditch my crossbow, like fling that, like yeet it across the snow, <laughs> and use my glaive to kind of, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to describe this, but if she's rushing towards us, if I can interpose myself between her and the corpse of her mate and kind of brace the glaive against the ground and if she I'm trying to see if I can impale her on it is what I'm saying 
Oh, yeah, you will get an opportunity attack. I was just wanting to get the fire damage, and then I was going to oh, yeah. move down the line. Yeah, it's smoke her ass, too. She's going to get lit up. And that would be a three. A three, okay. It looks, okay. Like, it looks like she would be um, rather upset about watching her child die in a fire. Yes, Michael. Um, I'm going to let you just have this attack. Roll me the damage because she's on fire. She's distraught. She's also uh, young. Her mate. So I'm going to let this just this damage just take place. I just need to know how much. Eight total. Eight total. Okay. Um, I'm picturing this in my head. I'm trying to leverage if she's running at speed towards us or towards her mate. I'm trying to just see if I can't impale her or part of the knee or chest area. Um, we'll say that it went through like the edge of her side and like she kept on going, basically like cutting herself off of it with yeah. the force. Um, I'm trying trying to get used to names. Um, there's a roll me an, an attack roll. I cast Sacred Flames, so uh, dexterity saving throw for you. Um, it's a D8, correct? It's a, what, damage? Yeah. It is, yeah. Okay, um, roll me a D8. I got, I got 10. Uh, 10 all together? Yeah. So, plus... That's another eight. That'd be eighteen because she got a one, and y'all know how I am. I reward reward twenties. I'm going to punish ones, I guess. Is mm-hmm. so that'd be uh, ten plus eight. Uh, I hate math. Ten. Now I was doing the uh, math to see how much health she had left. Um, Adrian, roll me an, uh, an opportunity attack. Yes, yes, I, I saw I happened to have that flame that went with me into the cave. So I could uh, throw that flame if you allowed me to do that as an opportunity attack. Yes. Yes, so let's see. Um, let's see here. Oh, no, that is rather low. It's an eight. That will miss, unfortunately. Well, there goes the fireball. I think that's what Um, uh... Bodar, roll me an opportunity attack. Oh, that stinks. Uh, five. That will miss. Yeah. Um, but we will... Uh, he's dead, so I need to take him out of it. Um, Philip, uh, the female Yeti is coming towards you. Um, it is your turn in initiative. Do you wish to continue fleeing? Or are you going to fire an arrow at the female Yeti? Well, I shoot a, a bolt at it. All right. What's your attack roll? 19. That will hit. How much damage? Let's see. Setting. Setting. Nice roll around. Document. One second. One flies or bolt. Enter. Uh, five. Seven. Normal. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Bodar, this female Yeti is right here at you. What do you do? 
I swing the axe for a 19 to hit. That will hit? How much damage? Uh, would a minute be up? No. Each round is six seconds, and only, uh, this is only off second round. Uh, ten damage. Okay. Um, Zach, it is your turn. Seems so much longer in real time. Sacred Flame one more time. You want to do what now? Sacred Flame one more time. Okay. Uh, uh, Or six damage if you fail that save. I will fail, and how much damage? Eight? Six. Six. Okay, tell us uh, how you kill this Yeti. Alright, so she's she's running out of the cave on fire and she glances off of that glaive and then she gets drilled with fire from me and Adrian and then keeps rolling and gets smoked one more time. Well, like the sacred flame burns from within her. So like you just see her back start to split because she's charring open, like like charring from the inside out and then flames start to pour out of her back from the inside and she just collapses in the snow. Ah, that's badass. It is. And you hear a voice from the heavens say, Toasty! <laughs> um, so the, the Yetis have fallen. The uh, sled has gone out. Their bodies are are crispy. Um, some are busted open. The baby Yeti or toddler Yeti is laying dead. They're all dead in the snow. Um... Can we that. see the sled? Is it like damaged beyond repair, or can we use it? Um, it's you might could repair it. I would did, let any, any of you repair it if you had the mending spell. Did we? I, I have the mending spell. I just don't have any spell slots. But it does um, did, we, did we take Garrett off of the sled, or did we just yeah. torch him? But um, you have the men cantrip. I believe I do. Let me look. I saw it earlier. Um, if, if somebody has the men cantrip, I will let y'all have the sled. Um, because you can take the time to mend it. Um, no, we can see Rudolph. Yeah, now you need Rudolph. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I knew a man back in Calipur named Rudolph. Uh, I apologize. I watched that last night. You're good. Uh, yep, I do amend. So we're good. Okay, okay. I'll let y'all have that. Give me just a second, y'all. Uh, do a bit of role playing while I figure this out. So, boy, uh, I thought we were dead, there, mate. What? What is uh, your your character's name again, Adrian? Kareem Dash. So, Kareem Dash, you're uh, you're killing kids now, huh? Well. That was not intentional. <laughs> but I do regret that the child had to die. However, it is the way of life that things go into the ground, and from the ground, life comes. This is the way of the desert. Yes, and like, as we're talking, do, do Yetis, do they have horns or anything? No, I don't think they have horns. Uh, do they have anything? Creatures? What? They're kind of like giant Bigfoot creatures. Okay. So they don't um, really. I want. The world is. The I world want is like to a, between a bear and an ape. Okay. I I want to 
behead the mom since I finished her off. I'm gonna use part of her skull later for for something. I hope it's not for the sex. That's no, 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 no. That's now, but a end end state. That's not what it's for. End state. We just we have to do that. It's a tribal thing, you know. We're boys now, so we gotta pass it around. But uh, uh, uh yeah. I I believe I have to work on my joke skill. See, that was the joke in the desert, but I believe it's not so much fun in here. I apologize. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. They, they, they keep on working on your jokes. Y'all are y'all are outside of the cave right now. Um, Zach, you got owned um out of it. Um, roll me a perception, uh, Zach. While he's rolling, never between one and twenty. Alarn, mm-hmm. take the head of the child. Yeah, got a seventeen. Um, you notice uh, that there, with all the fire that has gone on, you notice a pair of blue boots poking out of one of the snowdrifts. Okay, so I go look at those, but I also. Actually, I didn't know about the people that were in the cave, right? No, not until they came out. Okay, never mind. So, uh, yeah, I'll go over to the, the blue boots and investigate and dig in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sticking out of the snow. Um, okay. Well, they have been tossed there, you know. They oh. have to be poking up out of the snow. That's what they appear there's no body attached to the boots. Um, you would have to pull on that to see. Okay. Yes. Um, I do that. Um, you pull out the headless corpse of the dwarf blue boots that you were sent to find. Damn. There's. I will take. I'll take his boots just as proof that I found, and I'm gonna search his body. Okay. Um. You find um, five gold uh, and like a, a, a pickaxe and a water skin. There, there's not much left on him uh, due to him fleeing and then being uh, murdered and shaken by the Yeti. Uh, there could be other stuff like around in this area or in the cave or anywhere down the mountain. There's just not much left on his actual body. Okay. So- um... Yeah. Other than okay. his blue boots. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna take his boots so that I can prove that I found him and that he wasn't alive. Um, okay. Um. Anybody else want to do anything? I will. I will be and tell you all that no more Yetis in the cave. I would need to sit up and be sleeping there tonight or something. Yes, yes. It seems like a wonderful idea. Um, where Durza's found this dwarf corpse, and she like throws up the bastard you've been looking for. That's exactly what I was hoping to find. But are you supposed to find him alive or dead? The hope was to find him alive, but I I don't know what I'm going to do now. But all I can do is bring some closure to his family. I don't know. know. I wasn't wasn't prepared for this, but it happens and we'll figure it out. It wasn't your fault, at least, and you did your best. 
Yeah, it's just, it wasn't supposed to be this way. I, um, do y'all want to go into the cave now? Yeah, let's yes. investigate the cave. Yeah, I think so. Um, to roll investigation, or? I would like to use, uh, prepare flames and hold the flame in my hand to light the way. Okay, um, you can do that. Uh, let's see, um, the... This cave, um, once you walk in, has a ceiling that is 20 feet high. Uh, the walls are slick and covered in a sheen of ice. Um, the roof is, after you walk through for a bit, probably about 30 or so feet in, you see where the roof is concave. Um, most of the floor at this one certain area has fallen away or you know rotted away or been worn away over time um there's a chasm at your feet that uh, upon inspection is about 80 feet deep um the only thing that is remaining of what the floor was or where the floor was is a foot wide um, sheen of icy rock that has looks like icy rock that has managed to say frozen um, and it leads to the to another part of the cave um, that will lead to a stone bridge um, and uh, you can you can walk across this uh, this ice like bridge in other words to get across um or you can try going around the side which would be more treacherous there really is no other way that you see right now um uh, uh, let's see let's see i'm getting um so you can um like i said walk across this bridge to uh a what looks to me like another part, another room to the cave on the other side. Uh, like I said, it is a foot wide. It looks to be sturdy, but the um, sled will not fit on this. So you will have to leave the sled on this side of the chasm, or you could try carrying it across, but it would be very difficult. And really not anyway. Right, I mean, it really would not be worth the trouble. Um, Investigate the cave, so we really. Okay. Um. Uh. Roll me. Roll me an investigation check. Whoever wants to look around and investigate. Okay. Uh. Can we say before we get into the meat of the cave, so to speak, that Talarn took some time to get the head of the male yeti and. If there's any melted snow, uh, wash yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Alright. Okay, I got that's a 19. Nice. Um, what did you get, Philip? 19. 19. Um, you come across the body of Makingo Growling Bear, um, who was described to you by, uh, Garrett before you knocked him unconscious. Um,. All, all you see here is really mostly bones, although he there's a bit of, enough flesh left on his skull to identify him. Um, you can tell by looking at the bones and then looking at Durza that he was a Goliath, 
or Goliath, because Jaws says Goliath. Um, the head has been ripped from the shoulders, and um, in there is a a bit of torn hide armor. There is a great axe in there, and there's also um, in the skulls of uh, three mountain goats. Does anybody want that great axe? I've got my trusty glaive, that's all yours. Okay. Durza wants that great axe, and uh-huh. for Durza, um, I'm assuming that would do more damage than a Warhammer, right? Ah, uh, thank you. It's one of these 12, I believe. The great axe? Ain't it? Yep, the great axe is one of 12. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna take the great axe, or would I not be able to use my shield with that then? Well, no, no. A great axe is a two-handed weapon. Okay. Uh, I'm still going to take it, but I'm going to... I, I kind of... I arrange his body because he is a Goliath. I kind of arrange him. I put his head back where it should be, you know, and we'll try and cross his arms and stuff. And I leave my spear with him and take the great axe um, and just kind of make him look peaceful and leave him there like that and say, like, a quick prayer over him and do my thing. Um... There's a, as you look around, you see uh, the head of a dwarf named Ubok that you recognize, and another dwarf named Barthroom that you also recognize. Um, you know that he went missing roughly a month or so ago. Um, the, who disconnected? I, I did. I thought we okay. were going to... So, yeah, so the Great Axe is uh, 1d12 slashing damage and is two-handed. And the Warhammer, like, the difference is that with, with the Great Axe, you would have to basically carry it all the time two-handed. The Warhammer is versatile, that you can switch between one-handed and two-handed. Oh, I didn't know I could switch to two-handed with the Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did with uh, Methanos. You could carry, like, you do 1d6 one handed, but then if you carry it two handed, you have to put your shield away, but then you do 1d8. Okay. Um, yeah, so I will, I'll still, I'll, yeah, I'm going to take the great axe just to have it. Um, times when I would want that, but, um, yeah, what were, what were those dwarf names? I guess I'm going to need to know those. Do I need to write those down or now? Um, I'll give you the names. Uh, one belongs to a dwarf named Ubok, and one named Barthum. Okay. Um, are y'all going to keep walking into the cave, or...? Yeah. Okay. Do they have anything on them, the dwarves? It's just their heads. Okay. Cool. Boy, um, Tell us to be dead by the time we got up here. Um, you come across this uh, like the den, and you see a a halfling who um is very very hurt. Uh, it is a light foot halfling who is curled into the fetal position. The um the halfling uh, Garrett rushes towards her as he obviously knows her. And, you know, immediately kneels down and begins to, like, tend on her wounds. Um, you see no other... The only entrance into this room is the one that you are in. And you can tell that this is the only other room in this cave. Um, 
she um, she comes to and looks at Garrett and says, "I think my adventuring days are over." Um, and he he seems to be overwhelmed that that while she is hurt, she is still alive. And as he tells her that you know all the other members died, um, she says that her um, that her days are of traveling are over. Um, Boy, what happened? You took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> what happened? You took an arrow to the knee. You ever heard it saying, "I used to adventure until I, I don't took care the how old that arrow is, and knee." Still funny it was, shit. That was literally like I, when I could see I played Skyrim, and some of the guards would walk up to you in town when you were walking around, and they'd be like, "I used to be an adventurer like you until I took an arrow to the knee." Like it was, it was just a, <laughs> that is one of the funniest damn things. I remember when I still had sight. Man, that was some good stuff. Um. Listening to my ex play it without sight was still great. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't as great. Chess is a lot like Taylor Swift. All he talks about is his exes. (laughs) When was the last time I talked about my ex? That's Um, low blow, Richard. uh, They're all disgusting demons from hell who deserve whatever happens to them. End of story. Somebody got anger problems. Um, Um... She's very distraught at the news that her uh, having to have watched her um, Goliath friend die. Um, but you can you can tell, and and she tells you the same thing that there are no other rooms in in this cave system here because she was drugged to each one of them and basically played with like a doll in every room and like a um, like a bouncy toy. They allowed the. Uh, Yeti uh, child to basically play with his food. Um, she doesn't know what happened to her friend, Strix, and she's looking ask if it's okay if she goes to sleep with y'all, watch over her and let her get some rest because she hasn't had um, sleep in many days. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let her sleep. I think we all deserved a good rest, so I got no qualms with it. Yeah, especially after that battle. Oh, <laughs> um, and with that, we will stop for the evening. Uh, you all gain three hundred and sixty-five XP. Did we gain anything last week? No. Okay, um, have anything right no. now? I will give y'all, uh, I'll give y'all extra 100 XP for last week. So that's 465 then? Yes. Alrighty. And that's where we will stop for this week. I don't know, I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, I did too. It's nice actually. It's- for the time being, we all see you fleeing. You know this is a frozen hell. You're leaving the trouble in the frozen dale. The snow is falling, but the adventure it is calling. You leave all the risk, a land frozen by winter's kiss. Cold blizzards and snow, and now you're at the end of the show. Please join us next week, where maybe the outlook won't be so bleak. For this time you have been in this frozen hell, brought to you 
by Knights of the Braille. This background music is Spellbinding, A Wizard's Dance, by Sean Hopper.